You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey everyone, Mike here. In typical Flyers fashion, as soon as we finished recording this episode, the Flyers made about six roster changes that completely invalidated uh, the last part of our episode. So I did a little editing. Those moves specifically were Patrick Brown and Zach McEwen being made unavailable for the game on Friday, and Max Willman, Nick Sealer, and Jackson Cates being made available for the game. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and thanks for sticking with us. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and no question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> Shout out to all my office fans who get that one. Uh, I'm Matt Arenek, and after last season, I hope there's really only one direction for this team to go, and that's up. So, we'll see. I'm Mike Zawissa, and this time tomorrow night, I'll be leaving work, picking up the younger Zawissa, and heading to the Wells Fargo Center to endorse some light pain. There you go. Be on the lookout for that new policy, Mike. There's uh, no abusive behavior allowed. I might yeah, that, send an text to that number and be like, "Little little Zawizza's uh, saying hell." They, they've had there. that stuff in place Forever. for years at the Wells Fargo yeah. Center. Yeah. No one. Yeah, they, just no one ever does it. We were the first team, though. You didn't see the. Uh, the, the union did it too for a long time. They had like, oh, if you see something, yeah. or like if somebody's being, you know, mean, text this number. And we'll see how that goes. Something tells me Philadelphia Flyers game is going to be a little different. So shout out to my dad just walked in while we were recording the podcast. <laughs> if certain players goes. aren't playing well, can we like text them? And text have... them, yes. I'd like to report Travis Konechny has hurt my feelings with his horrible play. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But before we, before we get into the hockey talk, boys, let's talk about a quick word from our sponsor, Week five of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six with the DraftKings Sportsbook on the official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit required, and one wager dollar uh, one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or in Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. All righty. Now that we got that out of the way, um, let's get down to brass tacks, boys. Preseason's over. Thank God. Uh, I'll be honest. I hate preseason. Yeah. Uh, I don't like watching the games um, because it's just so far removed from what the team's really going to be. Um, I really don't put a ton of stock into it. I watch it because, you know, hockey's back, and that's cool. Um, but you know, you, this preseason really wasn't pretty. wasn't 
fun to watch. Nobody, you know, stormed out of the gates and kind of, you know, I want to say grabbed my attention or anything like that. The team looked okay. Um, what did you guys think? We're, we're, we're on the eve of the, of the season. I mean, first game is tomorrow, Friday. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I think last week, Matt and I had talked about how the team, obviously some of the concerns from last year were still remaining, uh, especially the power play and the penalty kill. Um, we both remarked that we wanted to see a good showing from both those units in the last game, and we didn't really get it. Uh, so that kind of stinks. But we also remarked about the goalies and how they weren't really the problem or a problem this preseason, and Martin Jones outside of a bad couple minutes in that one or in that first game looked pretty strong all preseason. So no. um, I, I, that's usually why I watch just to look at individual play and everything like that. So I, I think the goalies both look good. I thought Rasmus Reese, the lineman for the most part looked good. Um, all, the, all the guys that I, all the guys that were on the team that I needed to see just, you know, do what you would want out of them. You know, you pretty yeah. much got, um, the only guy was Morgan Frost, who had an underwhelming preseason. But you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there with Frost. I'm sure that you know he'll be a a week two call up uh, this season. That would be my guess. Yeah, he. I mean, quick thing on Frost. Obviously, his first game in the preseason, the AHL, he had a really strong showing. So that's kind of the whole point of why you send someone down is they can kind of. He can get that confidence back on the offensive side. But, uh, yeah, to, to Mike's point, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, for the new faces as a whole, we saw what we wanted to see. Um, obviously, a small sample size. Cam Atkinson created two goals on his own. Shot first mentality benefited him on the second goal with kind of a fluky goal. But, hey, I mean, in, in the years past, we haven't had those goals because no one would shoot the puck. Yeah. So, nice to see that. Um Rasmus Rasalainen was, you know, you didn't really hear as much all, his name all too much. I mean, obviously he had some bigger hits in previous games, but he was steady, and that's kind of I think what the team is looking for out of him. Unfortunately, it looks like he might be day to day, so I'm interested to see if he's gonna. I feel like he kind of has to play, otherwise we're gonna be going five D, which he's missing like is... the first game apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. So are we gonna go five D then? Uh, the team might get like an emergency call up. Because how does that work? Because I'm not sure. They have 136 dollars in cap space. Yeah. Uh, Asking the wrong fella. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, to Mike's point, I mean, and Joe's point, don't put too too much stock in the overall um, outcome of the games. Mm -hmm. There was things I liked. There was things I didn't like. Ultimately, once they play Vancouver on Friday, and then the Kraken, that's when we're going to start to get an idea of what what the team may actually look like. Yeah, I... I where did Rissalainen get hurt? I didn't see the play. So. I don't know. Must have been in that Caps game, I would imagine. Hey. Or maybe he tweaked something in practice. It was him and... Him and was it Ryan Ellis were the two that were missing practice for a while? And then... I know Tom Ellis, did, too. Was it Thompson as well? So, a couple players. I think Ellis, Ellis practiced today. He, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they were... One had an upper body, one had a lower body injury. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I was really look forward to seeing Ristolainen in NHL action because, like Matt, like you said, his hits, man. I, he is uh, he's winning me over 
very, I mean, listen, you, you both know how I have a, a penchant for uh, truculence, as uh, as uh, Brian Burke would say. But um, I'm just happy that we have some a physical presence on the team. And um, I hope he gets healthy soon and can get on the ice because this is a big year for him, right? Contract year mm-hmm. for him. And, you know, the Flyers have to decide if, you know, they invested a lot to get him. So I would imagine they would like to keep him. But, you know, if he stinks, well, I, I don't think you should. Uh, the penalty kill to me looked pretty much the same. Uh, unfortunately, didn't really seem too drastically different. No Kevin Hayes, though, and you got to remember that. Um, I'm hoping Derek Broussard can be a, a big factor in, in that PK and and just keep kind of keep our shape and keep the forwards kind of more on message. Um, I think Chuck Fletcher said it in – he had a presser, I think it was the last week, and he had mentioned – you know, big thing about how he sees the success of this team is, yeah, we made a lot of changes, but also like one of the things that we've had the coaches really get on the team after is is team defense and, and forward depth and you know coming back and defending and instead of just what we saw last year, which was just kind of every man for himself. So I'm excited to see the team. Uh, Warren Jones did look good. I agree with you guys. Um, power play just it feels different without Jake. Not saying it's bad because I do like Yandel at the top, um, mm-hmm. quarterbacking it. I think he's there was I, I was able to see this really cool angle. It was almost like Cameron was in like the eighth row and kind of shot it very. It was I don't know how I got it. It must have been a fan shot, but it's just Yandel just at the top of the point, just moving the puck left and right, back and forth, and it looked it was a really cool angle to see. But also like, man, I, I really I've loved Ghost. I'm gonna miss him. But not having to worry about one of his slap shots ringing around the board and going the other way, that's going to be nice because Yandel's definitely more of a facilitator than he is someone who's actually going to be taking shots. Well, so, it it gives it a different that. look, too. You know, you yeah. have, like you said, Yandel, who's probably at this point in his career more pass first from the point. Yeah. Um, but he's not averse to shooting it either. So I think that changes a lot of things. Um, did we want to touch a, touch on real quick? You know, since we just recapped the preseason, what our overall or what our outlook is, at least for the start of the year. And then we can kind of break down the the first two matchups a little bit more in depth. Overall, I think um, this team, as far as outlook for the season, I kind of feel the same way I felt kind of like two years ago, I guess, bef- before COVID started. Because the same, it was kind of similar. You know, they made some moves here and there. Obviously, the moves they made were way bigger this time around. But yeah, it's like okay, Alan Vigneault is a coach, and you know, we'll see. Full year, Carter Hart, all these things. Chuck Fletcher's GM. All right, wasn't like super exciting though. It was just looks like they made some good moves. I think this team's going to be good. I have a really bad feeling they're just going to start super slow. Um, without Hayes and, and no, no Frost, which we can talk about. But no Hayes, no Frost. A little nervous about where they're going to get goals from early. I don't think TK has looked his sharpest. Um, but, again, it's just the preseason. And he, he did. I mean, last year he started off real hot uh, against the Penguins. He had, was it Hattrick, right, in the second or third game? So um, I just – I think it's really important for the, for the team to capitalize – on where the market of Philadelphia is right now. Eagles are not very good. Phillies have disappointed us again. 76ers are in the middle of a weird player scandal. And here's the Flyers. They could just take it by the reins and just be like, hey, we're going to run the city for the year, for the rest of the year, right here. And I just, 
historically they've never done it. So I don't think they're going to do it now, but um, I think this is going to be a good team. I just think it's going to take them a little bit with all these new faces and now with some injuries to some key guys between, you know, Hayes uh, versus Lions out now. Um, Moran should be coming back soon. Hopefully they said, I think it's just going to take a little time before this train really gets rolling down the tracks. So I'm expecting the casuals to be like, ah, same flyers and us to be like, no, it's not, but I can see why you think that. And I'm not going to argue with them. I just, I don't have the energy for it, but that's, that's my thoughts on the season. I think they're going to be good. Just going to take a little bit. I think that's a pretty accurate, um, accurate preview of the team. Yeah. Analysis of the team. I think pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) They're probably going to, they'll probably be like a middling, Five and five, six and four, four and six, maybe when Hayes is out. Um, even though I think that they have the talent, more talent than they did last year when Couturier went out. Um, yeah. I think Hayes is like a different type of impact to the team. Losing your second line center, I mean, that's it's. I feel like it's an underrated loss because it, Derek Broussard well, is just not a second line center anymore. And in today's no. NHL, you basically need your second line guy to be almost at a first line level so I think that's going to hurt the team to start um and if they don't you know at least break even on special teams during that time it could get ugly but I think that this seems to be a good group a lot of new faces a new identity to the team they everybody seems like they want to play physical now and mix it up I don't know in that Caps game Derek Broussard like jumped the dude after he went after Provorov, and Provorov in his own right threw the one guy down. So I think, at least from that standpoint, even if things get rough early, they're not necessarily going to buckle like they did last year, especially if you guys read the 32 Thoughts, not this most recent one, but the one before. Uh, Fridge talked about the Flyers a lot and said how, you know, apparently since that locker room was so close and those guys were such good friends when things started to go south, everybody, you know, all the guys in the room had no issue just, you know, yelling at each other, barking at each other and everything because they felt comfortable enough doing that. And that's, you know, fine and good to an extent, but that doesn't always relate or that doesn't always result in accountability. You know, at some point you just have a bunch of friends yelling at each other. That's not going to, or that's not conducive to a good hockey, uh, to a good hockey team. So I, I, I agree with you, Joe, uh, in short, but in long, that was my uh, my take. Yeah, I I agree. I think Joe put it best when he kind of thinking back to the the year when Elaine Vigneault took over. That's the same feeling I have. Is that year we weren't anticipated to do well, and we ended up doing very well. Last year we were supposed to do very well, and we did terribly. And then this year again, I've seen us. <laughs> I've seen us. Apparently, people think we're going to be worse than the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is. I mean, hey, I'm not going to say after last year that's impossible, but some models I think have the Devils being better than us, by the way. Yeah, 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 we'll, yeah we that. cross that bridge when we play them. But I mean, <laughs> it, it's a, I think it's a good thing that, with, especially with all the injuries early on, um, that there's really not. I'm not saying there's not expectations for the team because there definitely definitely is internally, but from the outside looking in from other teams, they might not. They might not view us in the same light, and maybe we can kind of take advantage of that earlier on in the year when we have all these people out. So, to Mike's point, I'm hoping for the first through the first ten games when we know Kevin Hayes is definitely going to be out because he's on long term IR. 
I'm hoping for like, I think a realistic best case scenario is like a six and four record, six, three and one, something that has four losses and six wins, a combination of that. So um, I'm just excited for the new identity to watch these new players in NHL action to see kind of a new um, leadership group and kind of how that drives this team and what they may look like. So overall sentiment is excitement, but not expecting anything in particular. And can't, can't get hurt if you don't put yourself out there. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. I said it at the top of the show. I, uh, I I'm, I'm ready. Um, we're not gonna. Are we gonna do like a a season number projection? Or are we just gonna say make playoffs, miss playoffs? Do you want to do something like that? Uh, yeah. Let's let's do it now. We'll do this again. Why? Hold on. That was weird. My mic setting changed. Uh, I'll just pick it up from. Hold on one sec. Yeah, I think so, Joe. Uh, why don't we do one after this episode, or one in this episode, and then we'll touch base after uh. The games this weekend, maybe we're, maybe our our thoughts will be I'd different it up. after that. Yeah. Do we what, do we want to do that right now, or do you want to quickly touch on some some of the new faces and maybe like the the first two matchups of the year? Yeah, let's let's do the predictions right now since we just did the outlook, and then we'll we'll get into real quick the two games a little more. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right, uh, gentlemen. Where do you have the Flyers finishing at the end of the year? I'm not saying you don't have to give me win totals, but you know they make the playoffs and maybe they finish like third in the Metro or they're a wild card. You give me where you think this Flyers team, when everything's said and done, when the ink is dry, on the regular season at least, do they make it? Do they miss it? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Mike first with those beautiful. He's got soulful eyes, you know. When you look at Mike. I feel like you can tell him anything. I can't even Go see ahead. him. My glasses are... <laughs> the glare is... Yeah, sold the glasses. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say make the playoffs. And I'm going to okay. say... I like the positivity. I'm going to say first wild card spot. I'm going to say fourth in the Metro. Yeah. I'm going to say first wild card spot. I think the Metro is going to be... You know what? Yeah. Yeah, we'll say first wild card spot. I think the Metro is going to be wild this year. Um, like it always is. But I, as of right now, I can't see them stealing a spot from the Caps, Penguins, or whoever else. Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, I can't see them stealing one of those three spots. But the second-tier teams, I mean, they should and can absolutely compete against, what, Carolina and New York and... Devils and Devils, yes. So Columbus, yeah. So the Flyers should be right in that mix. The Metro might even send what five teams to the playoffs this year. That's I would a good not point. Be forgot that it's not just four from yeah from each division. Um, I agree. I'm going to go with the last spot, last wild card spot. So maybe an eight Ooh. seed. Um, Ooh, I love a good Flyers. Well, we were the seven seed. I love when they're the the low seeds. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm fine. I'm definitely fine with that. I think to Joe's point, it's going to be a slow start potentially. Not like crazy slow where we're three and seven and we're talking about blowing up the team and <laughs> Drew's not going to be our ta- a captain. I just think the games won't be like maybe enjoyable wins all the time, right? Um, They'll have to grind it know, out. 
Yeah, they'll have to grind it out through the first part of the season, and they might put them behind the eight ball a bit. But, I mean, after watching the first couple games in the year, again, extremely small sample size. Like, <laughs> the Rangers, I think, realized that building your team <laughs> around one – for around one game, essentially, is that first game of the season, so they could combat Tom Wilson. Maybe <laughs> wasn't the best, wasn't the best move because they looked absolutely trash in that first game, and their top prospect wants out, and it's a whole thing. Um, now, granted, they match up well against us, so I'm not going to say we're going to, you know, beat them in our series uh, season series. But I mean, the Penguins just find ways to do it. We saw it in the Tampa game. It's ridiculous. Brian Boyle apparently is playing hockey again. No one knew that. And uh, Our boy Jack Johnson went top cheddar. I don't know if you hilarious. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that was nasty. That was a really good goal. That was funny. But, yeah, I just I just don't really see it uh, with the new identity, like the Devils, the Columbus Blue Jackets of the world, um, even the Panthers. Like The Panthers, we've historically matched up well against them, even though I think they're a very good team. Um, from a pure matchup standpoint, I think there's no there's no way, and there's no way I'm going to admit to myself this early in the season that we're below any of those teams no, on a matchup yet. basis. So, Joseph, I, what do you got for I, us? I have us squeaking into the playoffs, last wild card spot, like Matt. Um, I'll take a squeaker. I, I think it's going to be a squeak. I, I've got a. I think this team is going to struggle to trying to find out who they are for a large portion of the beginning of the season. And I think eventually they will figure it out. And I think they'll roll the rest of that season. I, I picture them coming in hot in, in like, you know, towards the end of the season, end of March after the deadline, April, May, I, I hope by then they found their team identity and they know what they are um, and they're playing up to it. Uh, but I have last wild card. Listen, man, uh, I don't have them – I mean, just thinking about it, Boston probably going to make it. Tampa obviously going to make it. Florida. The Islanders. Uh, Islanders, Florida, I think so. What's that? That's four. four. So four left. Uh, Caps, Penguins. Caps, Caps and Pens. Yeah, the Penguins, I know they don't have Crosby or Malkin, but you know what? It's, it doesn't seem to really matter. <laughs> they seem to still win, so – um, Canadians, we'll see. Or, by uh, the way, Toronto, uh, them. by the way, uh, calling it now. If the Penguins are are good and they're making a charge, Ron Hextall adds Phil Kessel at the deadline. Book it. Phil Kessel. It. Yep. Book okay. it. They add Phil Kessel coming back for his fourth. Yep. Back. Coming back for his fourth. Um, I guess his third. His third. What, yeah. yeah. Uh, Phil the Thrill will be back in the in the in the great state of Pennsylvania. Just calling it now. Okay. That's six. I put us, you know, we'd be seven and then eight Carolina. Did we say Carolina? Yeah, we did. So, I mean, it would either be the Montreal Canadiens or probably the Rangers, right? I have. The Leafs. Are you what guys, a, did you guys tell oh, me? Oh, the Leafs. Leafs. Yeah. Leafs. Leafs would be eight. Oof. The Leafs, and then it would be come down to like us, Montreal, and probably the Rags. So. Yeah. Yes. And don't forget the team that won the offseason again, the New Jersey Devils. Oh, jeez. Devils could be decent this year. But Listen, they gotta, man, they I got a feeling they're going to yeah. be. I got a feeling they could be better than a lot of people say. Yeah. I mean, Columbus could. They just need Mackenzie is... Blackwood to get his shots. So, well, I mean, that's, yeah, Blackwood that's up in the air. That's why they went out and signed. Uh, who was the other goalie they signed? I wanted to back at Bernier. Yeah. Um, he would have been a great second option for us, but we went with Martin Jones. So we'll see. But yeah, Joe. last place. Oh, and sorry. What? Go ahead. 
No, just in last place, and we make the playoffs by the skin of our teeth. Oop, One thing, Joe, that you said, the identity, you think they'll struggle to find out who they are. I think that they already have a pretty good idea of who they are and who they want to be. I think that they're, they're growing into this, like, feisty, chippy, you know, quick team that's a pain in the I'd like to, that identity. That'd be great. I think that's what they're trying to do, especially when Bring you it watch to broad, baby. the Cam Atkinson lines play, you know, whatever line he's on. Uh, but I agree. I think it'll take a little bit for everybody to settle into that and for them to figure out how you convert that into offense like they did a few years or a couple years ago with Vigneault the first time. You know, it takes a moment to realize how you convert that hard-hitting style in the offensive zone into actual, you know, goals. So Yeah, that's a good point because outside of, I mean, that was one of the other key points we wanted to hone in on was even, even strength goals in that last game. Um, G and then both of uh, Cam Atkinson's goals, so all the goals they scored essentially were even strength goals, which was nice to see. You'd still like to kind of see maybe some that were like originated in the offensive zone. The Giroud one did, um, but the other two were kind of really nice plays from from Cam Atkinson to kind of create them on, on his own. So to Mike's point, still looking to see some kind of offensive chemistry between lines and see that translate into production uh, at even strength. I agree. Um, do we want to break down the two quick games this weekend? By the way, my father is going to the Monday night game against Seattle, so he will see. Dave, our boy Dave. He will see Dave, and he'll see the first action ever between the Flyers and Seattle Kraken. Um, but Friday, uh, we got Vancouver coming to town. They lost their opening game to who was it? Edmonton or Calgary? I forget who it was. They lost They lost the other night. Um, Vancouver's dangerous, man. They're a young team with a lot of – they retooled kind of like we did, honestly. They, they made some some pretty shake-up moves. They got OEL. Um, that Quinn kid can really play – or not Quinn. Yeah, Quinn Hughes, right? Yep, he, yep. Can really, he can really move the puck. Pedersen's good. Um, they have a lot of – a lot of good young talent. So not to be taken lightly in that Demco guy in goal. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't watched him since, I guess, the bubble. But he was disgusting in the bubble. I mean, he was a pretty good goalie. So they're a team with some skill. And, they, you know, they've got an ownership group and, and, and fans that want results. And they're going to have to – I think we're really going to have to play them hard in order to get it. Yeah, I feel like the Flyers never play the the Canucks well, but um, no, I mean they're not. Drew necess- did have a nasty goal a couple of years ago. Do you remember yeah, that? Did. Yeah, they're not necessarily the toughest team to go up against, in my opinion. I mean they've got some good tools, but the Canucks are like all surface level to me. It kind of reminds me of like the Atlanta Falcons or something. Like to to use mm. a, a different sport metaphor, the Falcons for years it was like oh you know high octane offense. You know, the defense can hold its own, blah, 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 Matt Ryan. And then every time they would face the Seahawks or the Packers in the playoffs, they would just get smacked. Um, so it felt like every time they, they ran into real a real pushback. And that's what I think has happened to the Canucks, or that's what it feels like has happened to the Canucks um, mm. the last couple of Yeah, they of have years. some, like, higher-end names. Like, you have the Elias yeah. Pettersons of the world, Bo Horvat, um, JT Miller, and then you have Brock Besser, Larson. Brock Besser looks like he was hurt in the first game, undisclosed injury, so it's uncertain Ooh. if he's going to play on Friday, which would be 
good news for us. Good for us, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Quinn Hughes on defense, but really outside of that, and obviously, like Joe, you mentioned the uh, goalie being Thatcher Demko and Halak as the backup, good goalie tandem. Yeah. Like, they have Alex Chase on, on their top line, right wing. Like, that's why they waived. Um, Zach McCune. Yeah, Zach McCune was to sign Alex Chason on their top line. Like, maybe they saw what happened in Edmonton. And they thought, like, I don't know, he wasn't playing with Connor McDavid. But, yeah, I mean, outside of that, any NHL team obviously can win on a given night. But yeah. if you look down the lineup, like, Connor Garland, Bo Horvat, and Tanner Pearson on the second line, like, Tanner Pearson's a decent piece, but he's not a second line player. And then the third line, Matthew Highmore, Jason Dickus, Dickinson, and Niels Hoaglander. Like, Hoaglander's definitely really good. But their bottom six is pretty brutal. So, yeah. and their defense is brutal. You have OEL and Tyler Myers, who analytically are terrible. Quinn Hughes with Tucker Pullman. Myers Jack, nasty hit the other day. Yeah, Jack Rathbone and Kyle Burrows. Like, Damn. I like That's... the name Rathbone. I'm rooting for them. <laughs> I like Rathbone. I mean, I don't know much about Vancouver prospects, but there's a lot of names on that roster that I'm like, don't know where they don't slot in where they probably should be on a contending or a playoff team. So, Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there, Matt, at all. Um, I think that the team will probably... It really sucks that the team's without... Um, like Allison for the first game, or like their you know their true lineup configuration. Because if they had Hayes and uh, Allison available for this game, they would obliterate the top six or the bottom six matchup. Like that, it wouldn't even be funny how far apart that is, or how far apart the gap in, in talent is there. But um, given that we are going to see Patrick Brown in game one, and then even maybe Zach McEwen no now I. Wouldn't be shocked if they roll one of those guys as an extra to just like play back on D or something, yeah. something crazy like that. Like, I just have a body back there. But yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about the lineup at all? Um, yeah, do you want me to kind of run through what daily faceoff kind of? Ha- I mean, we probably know Frank. Mm-hmm. He's as plugged in as anybody. That's his site now. Remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. true. So they have G Coots and TK top line. Um, Farabee, Broussard, Cam Atkinson, which we saw in preseason. Mm-hmm. Oscar Lott, uh, Lotz, JVR, Patrick Brown, Nate Thompson, and Nick Abe-Kubel. And then obviously the same defensive pairs and Carter Hart starting between the pipes. So, I mean, again, on paper, that's a better lineup. That's even me being objective. Like, if you just look at the players, that's a better lineup than Vancouver. Yeah. So. It is, um, and the biggest. I was gonna ask you guys, what's um, it's only the it's the first game, but what are you guys gonna be looking for in the first game to kind of something that you've been thinking about over the off season that you wanted to see a, a player do, or maybe it's a style of play. Give me one takeaway you're looking to see on the ice Friday night at the uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. Give me one takeaway. I can go first if you guys need time. Yeah, I got I something real quick, but you can go first, Joe. I'm looking for Travis Konechny to remind us all why we signed him to a $5 million deal, whatever. He gets paid quite yeah, a bit of money. Over five, yeah. A little over five. I'm 
gonna watch to see why we paid him all that money because last year i couldn't really see why we paid him all of it um he's a great player we know that it's just time to to prove it um you know last year i understand covid he had a baby you know a lot of stuff going on he's a young man i understand uh but you know with great finance comes great responsibility so he needs to put up some points so i'm gonna look for that for game one not saying he needs to like have a hat trick like he did the year before not even saying he has to score but like i yeah. need to see a high motor dangerous scoring chances i need to see the old travis back that's what i'm looking for game one that high motor comment is exactly kind of what i'm looking at to see out of the entire team i think when i watch games from other teams and even unfortunately some of the games maybe in preseason is we always came back to like you're not looking for perfect hockey over 60 minutes. You're you're looking for consistent effort over 60 minutes. And I know yeah. AV always said, oh, you know, like effort's never been something they question. I kind of disagree in the sense that, yeah, they probably cared. But when you watch them just visually, right, like they would be getting beaten the pucks. It was just kind of like a tired, slow team. Players like a Konechny like a Cam Atkinson, hopefully this fourth line with Patrick Brown and injection of some. We traded for the wrong Brown. (laughs) Yeah, not Connor Brown. Should have been Connor Brown, baby. We wouldn't be able to fit him under the cap. But um, I think that's what I'm looking for the most is like first game of the season is going to be packed barn, a lot of energy in the building. Like I want to see them play off that and not just in one game. Like I want to see that like 80% of the year where it's every game is even if we're losing, it's like, hey, at least like, this is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I, I get that, Matt. I think given what they were doing in the preseason and even when games, like it wasn't just when games were out of reach or anything that they were mucking it up and, you know, playing physical and stuff like that. I think um, that bodes well that they were doing all that stuff in preseason because there's really no reason for guys like Broussard or Provorov or Ryan Ellis to be fighting or you know doing scrums with guys in in the preseason so i think that bodes well for that but um one thing i'm looking for i would love to see while kevin hayes is out the bottom nine of the lineup kind of just like just do their jobs like do their jobs if the bottom nine does their jobs while we're missing our you know, our true offensive second line center, then I think the team will be fine. If Derek Broussard holds his own offensively, if he in that line, if he actually plays with Atkinson and Lindblom, they could, you know, really shake some teams up. I think lots, this is a good opportunity for him to just do his job as a third line center, if that's where they're going to play him. And for Nate Thompson, Patrick Brown, maybe Zach McEwen, if we see him in game one or game two and NAK, like, Again, don't overexert yourselves. Like, we don't need NAK to be a 20-goal guy trying to pinch for breakaways on the in the offensive zone or something like that, like, or defensive zone. Just play your role. Be physical. If you're Lawton or Broussard, you know, lock down defensively. So I just I just want to see those things. We, we always talk about the Islanders being the team of players that know their roles the best. I think the Flyers got a lot of guys this offseason – who have been talking specifically about wanting to, you know, I just want to play my game. I just want, you know, Reese DeLine always says, I just want to make it hard for their team to play. Atkinson says, yeah. I just want to make the team, you know, 
get a spark every time I'm on the ice. I just want, you know, they, they're saying all these things. So that's what I want. I want everybody to play their role and don't try to overextend like they were last year. That's what it felt like a lot. Yeah. Nice, gentlemen. I appreciate the feedback. I Honestly, breaking down the Kraken, there's not really too much to talk about. This is their – it'll be their second game ever or third game ever. Not even sure. Um, Vegas took it to them in the first period. Uh, I, I was able to catch the first before I fell asleep the other night. We'll say this. The jerseys look fantastic on the ice, especially the away whites. That little hint of blue, it looks really, really good on the ice. Um but there's not really too much to delve into when it comes to them just because they don't really have a history. It's the Island of Misfit Toys. They got some good players. Everly looked good the first game I saw him. Uh, Mark Giordano, obviously named captain. You know what you're going to get out of Geo. Um, uh, Grubauer in, in goal. Um, you know, those are those are really their, their kind of bigger pieces. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else they have that is of note? Not not really. Nah, I mean, like, away, I center depth. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say Tanev had a breakaway. That was, was like their yeah. first major chance. That was kind of cool, but he didn't score. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, center depth-wise, I think that we matched up well with them considering we have um, Sean Couturier. In that sense, I mean, you look at their lineup, like Jared McCann on a contending team is probably like the perfect case scenario of like a third-line center. Wenberg's a third-line center. Morgan Geeky like hasn't really established himself, but I mean – great depth to maybe be a third line center yeah. and then Shahan's a fourth line center. So we definitely have some more depth. I mean, than than they do to your point, they have a big physical defensive core and they have a very good goalie. Um, so that's going to be key for us. If we're going to go like Hart and then go right to, to Martin Jones is that is like, Hey, we might be a little bit outmatched in the goalie department. We're going to have to make up for it. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, it's history. We'll be watching history, right? And it's the first ever game between these two clubs. So history in the making. Go ahead. I have man. a good question for everyone. First mm. game, who's getting the first tuck? That's what I was going to ask. That's literally what I was going to ask. <laughs> let's end, let's end on never... this. This is the, the perfect thing to end on. This is the perfect thing yeah. to end on. I was just thinking about this because I remembered, I think it was senior year of college for us. They started out in L.A. and Boyd Gordon <laughs> scored yeah, the boy. first goal of the Big year. Big time Boyd pretty sure that was the only goal he scored um but yeah it's a good one i'm gonna say first goal of the year i'm gonna say it goes to cam atkinson i think atkinson's gonna have the first one he's got a nose for the net he's a shoot first guy which we haven't had since carter was president so i'll uh, i'll take that uh i'll go with man i'll go with scott lawton if you look scotty is scotty lots He's always good, good for one. an early season goal. He is. He had I'm a gonna... nice breakaway goal the other day. Mm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that signing kind of speaks to how much of how big of a signing it was and yeah. still is at this point. It's like when we see these types of injuries, having lots be able to slot into like get the top six or in that third line center role, um, takes away the need to rely on an unproven rookie like a Frost. So. All right. Any anything else, gentlemen? This is a longer pod. We, we've we've we had a lot to talk about here. Hey, like I said, you know, I'm ready to get hurt again. You know, I'm ready to to get taken out on a couple dates and and then ghosted. That, that's what I'm ready for. I want the Flyers to ghost me, and then we fall back into each other's lives come the spring. And you know, it just it's it wasn't meant to be then, but it is now. That's what I'm hoping for. 
I should just write a novel. I really should. 